everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Backbuilders Podcast. I'm your host, Forrest Munden. For those of you guys who are new here, some quick links to reference are my Patreon, where you could sign up for as little as $1 a month for exclusive podcast episodes. Just Google search Forrest Munden and Patreon, it'll pop right up. Secondly, I have my Instagram, which is Munden, M-U-N-D-E-N underscore Forrest with two R's. Also, you can follow me there. My podcast is available on all platforms, iTunes, Audible, Google, everything. Check it out. Glad to have you here. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Backbuilders podcast. This episode is going to be titled something like Verbal Manure and Combating Self-Sabotage. Before we move forward, I would like to thank our newest Patreons. We got Upstate Waffin, Justice Pollock. Carter Ricks, Jorge, we got Gabriel, Joshua, Dan, Zach, Robert, Prophet, Alexander, Brent, Huba, Bailey, Broden, Ryan, Mitchell, Amber, and Steve-O, Nico. So I appreciate you guys joining the Patreon uh, this month. And the last one, something that I want to do more is, is give the patrons a little bit more recognition before each podcast. If we have like new patrons, um, I'll always give them a shout out, but remember link in bio, you guys can subscribe to that. And also my telegram, which has been doing surprisingly well. We're at 745 followers, I believe on that. And it's a very potent platform, especially after you get uh, kicked off of your main platform on Instagram. But nonetheless, verbal manure and combating self-sabotage. This is an episode you guys have, has, have voted for in the past. So what is verbal manure? Well, it's garbage talk. It is negative self-affirmations. And also, it's the confirmations of, you know, negative thoughts and or feelings or mindsets or just comments. So basically, this is going off of the premise that what you say is what you attract because what you say is what you think and what you think is what you are. So if we can identify that to a certain extent, what we say has power, then we can begin to understand that we have power to manipulate our universe or our subconscious or our thoughts by what we say, what we articulate. And often we get caught within these traps within our mind that we affirm the most negative things about ourselves. We constantly tell ourselves that we are lazy, that we are procrastinators, that we suck at math, that we can't get into this new hobby or craft for whatever reason. And often these thoughts or these affirmations, this verbal manure is right below the subsurface of consciousness where it is detectable, but only if you are paying attention to your thoughts. So it's like, you are reluctant to act upon something for whatever reason. Maybe you don't want to open up that person's message because you're afraid that it might say something you don't like. And what happens is that through our reluctancies, through our thoughts, our negative affirmations of certain scenarios, we begin to leave a lot of room for the imagination. It's like you don't wanna pay your taxes or that bill or you don't want to like go to that person's house. You don't want to apologize for something. You don't want to see something because what you imagine is often way worse than what probably is going to come out of that situation in the first place because the human mind is still very primitive in a lot of aspects. We still 
at least a lot of us, we sense a lot of danger in, in places that don't really exist anymore. But the thing is, is like what once brought us fear, which was, you know, what laid outside of the perimeter, jaguars, tigers, saber tooths, traps, you know, sand pits, disease and all that stuff like that really isn't there anymore. But yet that mechanism for fear is still processing fear and anxiety and stress and just applying it to like more nuanced, less serious things like social situations or taxes or bills. And once you get to the point to where you can identify that thought, identify that negative affirmation, you begin to kind of write your own story after a while. You're able to tell yourself the truth and able to really affirm more positive affirmations rather than these negative ones. So verbal manure is basically bringing to light myths, mistruths and exaggerations that either take place within your own mind or also on a more external and physical scale. So moving to the physical verbal manure, it would be equivalent to somebody who is always talking garbage on their friends, talking shit on their friends, somebody who is always criticizing, somebody who is always complaining, somebody who's always we all have these people within our own lives. If not, we are currently or have been. I know I've been a like grandiose spitter of verbal manure in, in, in the past. And recently I fall into plights within my life where I just complain a lot, maybe not out loud, but to myself at least where I complain a lot and I affirm these negatives. But you know, it's like, I notice that when I'm most insecure, when I'm most sick and guys, like I'm human, I'm like you, I fall into these, you know, spaces of weakness and um, apathy, just like all of you guys. And you know, my podcast and you know, my outlets like jujitsu and stuff like it helps me get out of that. But, you know, I fall into these places where I noticed when I'm criticizing other people the most, when I'm like most negative and I'm watching really black pilling content. Um, that's when I notice that I'm in like a negative space and I need to get my way out of it. So some positive affirmations, I guess the counter to external verbal manure is to affirm positive within yourself. Tell yourself that you are capable, but not just that you're capable, but that you're willing to make a change. I think there is a clear, a clear, how do I say, like difference between something that you're willing to do and something that you desire to do. Because something that you desire is, is kind of inciting a scarcity mindset, a lacking that you don't have enough of that. And you only desire it for really weak and pathetic reasons most of the time, or just disingenuous reasons. Somebody who desires something, usually it's usually comes from like an empty place within themselves. And I noticed that like a really good exercise for overcoming desire is just imagine yourself having whatever it is you desire. But imagine yourself having it in abundance to the point to where it becomes boring or becomes monotonous or even annoying to a certain extent. It's like you desire that uh, Tesla, you know, super fancy car that 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 um, shit, I don't know cars at all. Corvette or, or I was going to say Prius, Porsche or Prius, whatever it is, like you, you choose. But imagine it in abundance. And if it's still if you still feel that desire for that item in its most abundant form, then it probably comes from a, like a very materialistic place. But I noticed that that's like when you switch desire towards intention and will, then it becomes more 
It comes from the heart. It comes from the gut more. It comes from a place of like spiritual security. So it's like, are you willing to plant that garden and to get those tomatoes ripened? Are you willing to uh, go into the gym and to train jujitsu? Are you willing to save money for this trip? Are you willing to treat yourself better? Are you willing to take your health more seriously? It's less about desire and more about your will. And when you really begin to understand what the will is, it's not just the will. It's not just internal strength. Yes, it is. But it has a layer beneath that. Will is a superpower. It is an energy source. Like I talked about in the previous episode, will is your chi. Will is real. Will is thumatic energy. Will is the vibration in which you constantly and act upon will is your perception of the universe if you perceive abundance then abundant your life will become if you perceive lacking and scarcity whether it's in materialistic goods or spirituality or god or women no matter what it is when you perceive lacking when you perceive scarcity your life becomes that so verbal manure just to kind of recap is affirming the negative and or positive and understanding that what you say to others attracts what you say. If I constantly verbalize criticism, if I constantly verbalize disdain, then I'm going to only attract that in which I speak of. Because essentially what you're doing is you're telling the universe that this is what you want your your thumos to be focused on. You want it to be focused on criticism. You want it to be focused on negativity. Now, let me give you a little anecdote here. Have you guys ever watched the show My 600 Pound Life? It's the most horrifying, entertaining, interesting, and psychologically stimulating show I've ever watched in my entire life. Most people can't stomach it because it's so dirty and it's so shocking to watch these people get into these states of mind and and because they're in the state of mind they be, they become this state of being which is usually turmoil chaos and i watched the most depressing episode i've ever watched in my entire life but yet wildly entertaining i must admit and it's kind of sadistic in a way i guess but also it's like a form of negative motivation and negative inspiration. It's it's like I watch these people. I kind of watch a black pill content because in order to understand what to do in life, you often have to understand what not to do. And my what not to do just happens to be one of many forms, which is watching these shows like My 600 Pound Life, which is shocking. But anyways, so I'm watching this show and I'm thinking about verbal manure and like negative affirmations and stuff like that. And you have this individual and her name was Jeanette. She was 700 pounds when she went and talked to Dr. Now, the weight loss specialist. And she has to lose 100 pounds in order to get this weight loss surgery that would literally save her life. So to preface this with what her family, what her home looked like, her home was completely and totally distraught. It was disgusting. It was dirty. There was nine, literally nine dogs walking around the house. Um, there was trash everywhere. It, they smoked cigarettes inside of the house, beer cans. The dad was out of life and only recently came back in and he was super wildly unhealthy and the mom was obese and the daughter Jeanette you know the star of this episode they were all affirming this like negative mindset in this negative space they were I have never seen so much guilt 
and so much shame in somebody's face than that episode. I mean, you could see it. It's it's insane once if you verb if you if you constantly affirm within yourself shame and guilt, it'll begin to physically manifest itself through bad uh, posture, through slouching, through like closing of the chest, through reluctancy to show eye contact, through weak voice and just general attitude towards life. But the point is, is like what you think is what you are. And if you think guilt and shame and regret, you embody that shadowy form of it. And that's essentially what this woman became is she became the physical embodiment of laziness, of apathy, of shame and guilt, and the inability to let go of the past because she had some trauma happen to her in the past, which also brings up a whole nother argument. It's like, at what point do you begin to like let go of the past and thoroughly forgive what happened to you and just move on? Because you got a life to live. You know, it's like if you live in this deep state of trauma, stuff that happened to you as a child or as a young adult or as a kid, and you let it progressively eat you and you let that shadow grow within you, once again, it begins to physically manifest itself because you don't say that I am a victor. You don't say that I'm a strong. You're not affirming that you're strong. You're not affirming that you're honorable or glorious or that you're willing. You're affirming that you're a victim. And when you affirm the victimhood mindset, you only attract things that will victimize you further. This whole episode, Jeanette, season eight, I think it was like episode three, capitulated that or showed that completely. And it was shocking to see this kind of come into fruition through a through a being. But that's the thing, guys. It's like if you want to verbally affirm that you suck, if you want to verbally affirm that you're poor, that you aren't you know, going to make any change, if you want to say that you're weak, if you want to say that you're out of shape, then you're going to stay that way. Because when you fully understand that what you think and what you say creates the universe around you, you're, you're going to be stuck until then. I've been there. You've been there. Some of you are in that place. I go back to that place. I come out. And there's kind of like this general understanding, at least within my own life, that you know, it's like as I further ascend into like consciousness and I become more aware and I become more alert, there's always a part of me that wants to dive deep down again and I want to conduct self-sabotage. And self-sabotage is very, very easy because it is like the lowest form of temptation. It is the easy way out. It's the path of least resistance. Truly, self-sabotage is so easy to fall back into because... It's your lowest form of temptation. It's the easiest thing. It's smoking cigarettes, pornography, um, video games, eating badly. It is like the most primitive form of yourself. It is demonic in nature. It's extremely low energy. And it's really easy to stay in that state. You know, I'm no superstar when it comes to combating self-sabotage. You know, you have all these YouTubers and, you know, all these influencers who always talk about how they, uh, you know, they combat laziness and procrastination. I kind of gave that funny anecdote about how they start their mornings with like this ridiculously fabricated morning routine of like, I wake up and then I eat matcha through a, uh, through my butt in a tube. And then I sun my retinas with red light. And it's like all this most ridiculous stuff that they pretend like they are immune to self-sabotage. I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> I'm not immune to self-sabotage. All these other, you know, influencers and YouTubers or or whatever you want to call it, we're none of us, no human that's ever existed is completely and totally immune to self-sabotage. Now, as you ascend in consciousness and as you change your daily habits, of course, 
of course, you're going to be able to identify behaviors of self-sabotage, which comes from, like I always say, from telling the truth, being able to tell yourself when you're falling into a pattern of negativity through behavior, habitual negativity, when you can tell yourself the truth, you're like, hey, I know that if I do this, that this is going to lead me to do this and this is going to lead me to do this. And that is a negative behavior. Starting to combat self-sabotage literally at the end, end of the day, no matter what you do, you, none of it's going to be fought. Your self-sabotage behaviors is going to continue unless you start telling yourself the truth. Whatever form that may take, you have to tell yourself the truth. Because if you don't know the truth about your behavior, if you, at least to a certain extent, don't understand why you do certain things that lead to this negative behavior, you're never going to get anywhere. You're going to stay perpetually fucked for the rest of your life. Like that episode. You know, this woman, Jeanette, in My 600 Pound Life was so wildly delusional. So wildly delusional about her weight and about her behaviors and about her habits that it was shocking. She, was, she, she would literally say stuff like, I was, I was trying to lose weight. You know, I actually tried and I'm at the end of the episode, she said, I'm proud of myself for giving, giving the effort to lose this weight. And I'm proud of myself for like going to Houston to talk to Dr. Now. I'm like, you're proud of what? Like what? You didn't do anything. You didn't lose any weight. You, in fact, you gained weight. And it's like in this episode, her father died because he was so fat and overweight and smoked and chronic alcoholic. The mother was on her deathbed. The daughter was on her deathbed with infections and stuff like that because they fell into like this catastrophic state of negative affirmations and just this wildly unpotent energy source within this house, which was shocking to watch, to witness. Anyways, I'm getting distracted. I keep thinking about that episode. I've not been able to not think about it, but I think it was like Jeanette, um, my 600 pound life season eight or something. I rented it for like $2. I don't know why, but I like to do that sometimes because it, like I said, you know, sometimes knowing what to do is knowing what not to do. They always say the same thing with leadership. You want to become a leader? Know what not to do as a leader. You have a bad leader that's over you. Look at what he does and then do the complete opposite. The mainstream media, whatever they tell you to do, do the complete opposite. You're fucking set, dude. But another form of self-sabotage that can be easily combated is environmental environmental so it's like we already talked about you having to tell yourself the truth you having to change your habits and your patterns guys self-sabotage combating self-sabotage everything you already like if you're listening to this episode let's be honest here guys let's be honest if you're listening to this episode and you're truly looking for like gold nuggets of how to combat self-sabotage i guarantee you you already know everything that you have to do right now you already know you already know that you're overweight. Guess what? Lose weight. Go to the gym. Go to jujitsu. Go to fucking karate. I don't care. You know, start eating better. Start walking in the mornings. Lemon cucumber water. I don't give a shit. Start taking supplements. You know, whatever it is you got to do, you already know. That's the funny part about self-sabotage is that you already know how to combat it. You're just looking for somebody to tell you how to do it. And then you're going to use motivation as like a false ignition. And remember, motivation can only get you to the door. But discipline gets you to open that door every single morning for the rest of your life to go on that run or whatever it is. You're looking for motivation, buddy. What you need is discipline and discipline comes from the inside. Motivation will never fully, discipline will never come from the Backbuilders podcast. Motivation, inspiration, I got that for you in abundance. But discipline, that comes from the inside. <sighs> that was a good highlight reel. <laughs> Sometimes I get caught up in those, those like little moments where I realize like, I'm hitting something that's true and that it's real and I have to emphasize it and I have to share it. And sometimes in order to like really drive that point home, 
you gotta a little bit be a little bit mean to yourself and a little bit brutal to others but brutal and brutal out of love and love in the sense of like i want you and i want myself to be better because once we become better the world becomes better right that's that's what we're here for isn't it to become better so self-sabotage can also come in another form and that's environment it's the environment that you create for yourself and it's the environment that others have created for you so okay for yourself the environment that you created for yourself is your house dirty is your bed uh, unmade is your vacuum is your floor unvacuumed are your dishes filthy are you waking up with a dirty kitchen now self-sabotage can be countered on the lowest levels the tiniest of acts if you know that your self-sabotage comes from let's say your self-sabotage is like laziness and procrastination like mine is i'm a wildly professional i've if procrastination was an Olympic sport, I would be a gold medalist. Not even joking. Rationalizations and procrastination, I fucking got that down. I'm a professional at that. But I've noticed is that when I start to manipulate my environment to like kind of when I start to manipulate my environment and make it more clean to make it more. I, I guess I would say to, inc I know I'm really stuck on this energy thing, but to really increase the energy of my, for example, my office. Okay, I fucking love Warhammer. I love painting Warhammer. I'm looking at it right now. For me, Warhammer, like painting models, gives me inspiration and it gives me this like creative potent energy. I like Himalayan salt lamps and I like good lighting. I like natural lighting and I like having my room kind of dim and I like candles and stuff like that. And when you start to change your environment, when you change your environment, it changes your insides. And often our environment, you know, our rooms, our houses, our apartments, no matter what it is, your, our gardens are merely a projection of our internal selves. And sometimes you could kind of flip the switch a little bit. You can change your environment in order to change your internal self and kind of like find this dichotomy between the two. But, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of times fighting self-sabotage is changing your environment and fighting your environment. You know, if you know that you have a habitual pattern of like drinking, guess what you're going to do? You're going to, first of all, you have to get in the habit of like not buying alcohol and putting yourself into environments that promote that negative behavior, parties, gatherings, no matter what it is. It's like, get yourself, get yourself fucking out of that environment first, buddy. Get yourself out of that environment. Stop putting alcohol into your home. Stop bringing in that, you know, that negative habit. Stop bringing in that substance. You know, it's like, People always tell me, I, guys, I am a monster when it comes to sweets and when it comes to candy and stuff like that. I have a very addictive personality and, you know, addict, my addictive personality can come down to like Snickers bars and chips and stuff like that. And it's like people always tell me, they're like, well, you know, you could always just not eat the chips. You could always just not eat the Snickers. And I'm like, or I can just not buy the Snickers and not put it in my house. And there you go. Problem solved. You know what I mean? So it's like alter your environment to kind of promote a healthier lifestyle and to kind of fight this negative behavior that you're having. But it's like, if you know that you're a habitual drinker, stop buying alcohol. And if you know that you are going to buy alcohol, maybe use like a social aspect, kind of use shame to your advantage, have a friend or a brother or a mom or a dad kind of help hold you accountable for your actions or like give yourself some type of reward for not doing that behavior. If you know that you drink every single day, give yourself some type of reward or like 
focus your energy somewhere else in order to you have to like play tricks with yourself it's the strangest fucking thing it's like you're fighting with somebody inside of yourself but like figure out a way to shift that energy that you have and put it into something more productive if you know that you put a shit ton of energy into video games try to take that energy try to take that like drive that you have because at the end of the day it's like you're putting effort into playing a lot of video games you're actually putting effort into being addicted to alcohol i know it seems easy and it is but it's still effort try to take that effort that you have and put it into something more productive because the energy is there the energy is there you have it you have it you just have to figure out how to maneuver it and put it into different places like if you know that you're really good at going to strip clubs and like engaging degenerate behavior try to take that same strength of like it's so weird it's so weird i can't explain it but you have within you g2 or d2 and g d4 genetics you have that neuropeptide y you have like these acids and these proteins and these genes within you that make you really driven that give you like this addictive personality and you're able to take that idea of like hey i'm really good at being a piece of shit why don't i be really good at like starting that new business or something like that but at the end of the day it comes down to rewiring your brain and really giving yourself a reason why you have to tell yourself humans especially americans westerners we have to know why we're doing something why why are you fighting self sabotage why are you fighting that addictive behavior you have to give yourself a why and then you have to give yourself an idea of what happens when you stop doing that thing and often like a lot of times when it comes to fighting self-sabotage is like in order to stop self-sabotage you have to start something else so it's like you stop eating badly and you start going to the gym it's trading one behavior for another it's that trade that's really where your money's going to be made but anyways it really comes down to the why why do you want to stop eating badly why do you want to stop smoking you want to stop smoking because you smell bad you want to stop smoking because it's bad for your teeth bad for your lungs you're not running as good you want to stop eating badly because you're gaining a lot of weight it's affecting your testosterone levels and it's making you less attractive to women why do you want to stop spending all of your money well because you're not paying your bills and you're not able to fill up your gas tank and you're in a huge amount of debt it's like you gotta know why you gotta know why rewire your neurological pathways, build habits, identify the why, stop doing something and start doing something else, trade a negative behavior for a positive one, and understand that motivation is is weak. It is weak. It is unsustaining. Discipline. Discipline is where your money is going to be made. I'll leave it with this. When it comes to fighting self-sabotage, understand that you're human. Don't be too strict on yourself. Be a little gentle with yourself, okay? It's really easy to fall into the, these mental places where you feel like you're a piece of shit and then all of a sudden you start affirming that you're a piece of shit. So just be a little gentle with yourself, but also strict at the same time. Find the balance in between the two, okay? All right, guys. I hope you have a fantastic Wednesday. Don't forget to subscribe to my Patreon. Join my Telegram. Join my Instagram. And then look at the bio. You'll see all the resources you have there. I think that's it, guys. I hope this episode helped. Have a good one.